Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Only for good reason, Colin Mansbridge. It's time for talking is over as we wait for a decision to be made on the future of Christchurch's new stadium. By next week we should know whether our patients will be rewarded with action or further uncertainty please 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 crusader ceo colin mansbridge shares my belief that despite the ballooning costs it's time to start to build and move on colin good morning morning uh izzy how are you mate oh, very good very 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 good colin um yeah so yesterday was the final day to to share your thoughts on, online for the Tekaha um build am i right that, that's right yeah closed at midnight last night was the um the public consultation process. So, yeah, all over and done. Now we just have to wait till the 14th. A bit of analysis of the results and then 14th um, council your, meets to make the decision. What's your gut feel, Colin? What's your gut feel, mate? Uh, are we going to get this done, mate? Tom is... Well, this has been well, 12 I, years. <laughs> we should have had a new state yeah. already. <laughs> I, I've been having a look at some of the public opinion polls uh, stuff have got one and I've been mm. sort of do- doing our own work and my sense is that it started off uh, at the start of the consultation about 70 30 in favour and um, and I think it's probably stayed around somewhere between 60 and 70 percent in favour as the consultation feedback so so councillors will now have a decision to make as to whether that's enough for them uh, to make the call. There's some who have been really clear on what their positions are. There's a couple that uh, have been less clear. Um, I, I think that's enough of a mandate to keep going. I think there's a bit of frustration and and the, really, you know, if you, if you go back from here, then I could see another decade happening. So I think there's enough of a momentum to keep going, Izzy. So basically, from what I'm hearing, this is a vote from the public, but the final vote isn't the final decision. The, the council has the final decision in the end. Am I right? That, that's right. So council uh, meets on the 14th of July. This is actually, this is what was, this process is called consultation that was required because of the cost blowout um, when the, the, the design and development company 
turned around and said, right, here's, here's an extra 50, 150 million given what's happened with steel prices, et cetera. So the council then said, right, before we make the final decision, uh, on the 14th of July, we need to go and consult with the public to see what their opinion is, which they've now done. And then when they've got that information, it helps them make the final decision. If they agree on the 14th of July, essentially they sign a contract with the consortium that's being led by Bessex Watpack and uh, by the end of July, and then it's all go. From that point on, the, the build um, starts um, and they get past the design phase. So, so yeah, this was, this was a requirement, a legal requirement or advice that the council had that suggested that they did need to get final feedback from the community. Mm. Hey, Colin, so your feedback, uh, what you're saying is the contracts will be signed in July and, and building will start uh, soon after. That's right, Kempi, yeah. So the, the, the process is that um, the, the, they always were going to be signing a contract around this time. Uh, the first part of the process in the last two years has been what they call a pre-construction services agreement with council. So basically, what does the site look like, doing all the site remediation works and then doing the design, which is costing sort of 50-odd million to get to that point. And then they've put in front of council a final design, which is fairly fixed cost. There's a couple of elements that are still variable, but substantially it's fixed cost contract. And so they put that in front of the council and that's the 680 million that we're talking about. Council now has to decide whether to sign that contract or not, which is essentially what they're doing on the 14th. Wow, wow. Bureaucracy gone crazy by the sounds of it. <laughs> Just get the contract signed and get the get the bill done. I've got a question about Rugby League Park, which was handed to you guys um, through the earthquake so that so that the Crusaders could house themselves there. What happens to Rugby League Park? Does it go back to the Rugby League Fano, the Canterbury Rugby League down there, or do they join in this in the uh, rebuild of the stadium, which becomes their, I guess, their home along with you guys? So there's two things: is that they they currently base themselves at Napunawai, which is a council-owned facility uh, out in Hawesville Way. They they currently base themselves there for training and some matches. The, um, uh, the, the What's now called Orange Theory Stadium will revert back to council um, and they'll probably sell that off. It'll be surplus to their requirements. But Rugby League will also... They've been part of some of the design workshops that we've all been in. Um, so Rugby League, uh, Rugby Union, uh, football, hockey, and any other sort of... Uh, rectangular field sports have all been involved in that design process so we'll all be um we'll all be venue hires of the mm. new stadium uh, uh, or multi-use arena when it's built but the um but but they'll also continue i think to house themselves at at napunawai uh, and colin this is this isn't just about rugby and i think that's that's the biggest point we're going to make at, at the start of this is this is a multi-use facility so what are this other franchise or or other industries that will really benefit from having a new stadium in Christchurch? There's actually, the, the, the whole thing about having a, a roof on it, as he was, that it was mm. a roof that was required to make it a multi-use arena. So frankly, if we're building a footy stadium, you could build one with a drip line roof and you could probably do it significantly cheaper and yeah. and you, you'd get reasonable capacity in. And yes, it wouldn't be uh, um, covered and it wouldn't be as, as good as four bar for players to play on, but it would still meet the requirements of a footy stadium. But what, at the very start, this whole project was designed, uh, you know, 10 years ago, basically designed in mind with this concept of multi-use arena. And this is the first of its type probably in the world that's had this multi-use 
um, a, a sort of perspective all the way through the design phase. Four bar, you can do multi-use, but it was never designed as a multi-use arena like this one. Um, venues also are telling us that, that they would that, that they expect something like 200 odd events per annum uh, to be budgeted to attend the, the venue. You know, when it's fully operational, so rugby union would probably occupy 15 of those. So that'll give you some idea of all the others, which are things like concerts. They've talked about mm. esports. They've talked about um, it, it, uh, they do beer varna in, in Wellington. So you know, community events like that, which you could actually host at the whole venue and, um, and and use up more than just the field. There'll be suites that they can use for corporate. Um, there'll be... But the one I always think about is crusty demons filling the place, um, you, you know, doing plays in the middle of the, the thing. So I won't be it doing is a that, Colin. I won't be doing that, mate. Broke my foot. Broke my foot riding one of those bloody motorbikes. I'll stay Multi, away from that, mate. Multi-purpose, eh, <laughs> hey, Colin? Multi-purpose got to pay for itself somehow, and the sooner mm. they get on with building it, we're going to stop paying the bureaucrats their salaries um, and put the money yeah. to good use. But, hey, Colin, I'd be uh, remiss of us not to ask, just what are you thinking post-World Cup? All right, the All Blacks win it. Are you resigned to losing Razor? Um, I think that there'll be a time, there's going to be a time, Kempi, and the time probably is World Cup, um, be it either, um, he's contracted through 24, but with an out clause. Mm. Uh, we would like him, uh, you know, I'd like him to stay on for about another decade if we could convince him, <laughs> but uh, um, we might we might twist Jane's arm. Um, I think they like their new place out in Sumner, so we might twist Jane's arm to see if she could uh, oh, get him to stay. Boss, but... mate, so you're 90% <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but uh, frankly, I think um, I think it would be remiss of him from a career perspective not to look after himself. So if, if it's not the AB's job, I think he's got to go and, and do something else. And and we're resigned to that, but um, we we don't give up hope, and we just keep trying to twist Jane's arm. Oh, I hope not. I hope we don't lose him to to our country and lose him offshore. Can't picture him over there sitting at the helm at Twickenham Stadium. Oh, that'd be a horrible sight. There, uh, Colin, mate. Hey, uh, quickly, before we let you go, if this gets turned down, if this gets turned down and we lose this opportunity, will we be able to come back and, and get the conversations going? This budget will continue to blow out if we don't just start this thing, surely. I, I think if I listen to some of the other people that are making commentary about it, is he, mm. they're, they're, they're starting to say, well, we need a rugby stadium, we need a sports stadium, do we need all of this and do we need all of that? I think we're going to end up with a venue of some description. Um, it's probably going to take an extra couple of years. So, you know, frankly, it's probably two decades before we're playing footy in a permanent home. Um, but I, I think everybody knows that we cannot um, we, we cannot leave Christchurch unwhole. Otatahi is such an amazing place now. And you get into that central city and it's pretty neat. The problem is it's just not got something to bring those other things. Tapai's doing a good mm. job. There's a a few conferences started to arrive in town, but it, we need that multi-use arena in there. We, we, we need something. So uh, if we delay, um, frankly, I think we're going to be talking two decades rather than one and a half. Two and, um, But th- there will be something. It just... Um, be 54. We'll be watching Razor break dance with a Zimmer frame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, not much worse than what he is currently doing at the moment then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, mate, he's a champion bloke. I and mean, we've, we've had him on the show this year. He was 
Look, he like you. He was very transparent and honest, and we love that here on the mm. Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Colin, thanks for joining us. I just got one quick one for you. We have the biggest supporter of the Crusaders that we have to sit with every single morning, and Louis Herman Watt. I want to put a uh, proposal together for Huey to be an honorary life member and free <laughs> membership to the Crusaders for the rest of his life. Can you can you work that out? <laughs> I, I, and we've got a seat for him as well, I think. I won't tell you where it is, but we've got a seat for him. So, yeah, yeah brilliant. <laughs> he is a diehard fan. There's two of them on this show. Hey, hey Colin. the Crusaders. Colin, I'll tell you what. I walk into his house, and the first person I see, look at me, Richie McCaw. The second, Dan Carter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's Crusaders and, through and, and through. Somewhere. There must be an Izzy Dang in there somewhere. <laughs> he is, yeah. mate. He's here every single morning on our, our show. Hey, Colin, thanks for joining us this morning. That was great, mate. We Look, we want the stadium built. We're supporting it uh, as much as we can on this show. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for coming on the Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. Cheers, James. Bang, there yeah. you go. Hey, Iz, I thought he said they're signing the contracts, they're getting ready for the build. What's your thoughts? Yeah, mate. I, honestly, I, I think, oh, look, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, mate, but man, they just need to get it done. And he's, mate, he's detailed, he's honest, doesn't beat around the bush, just an absolute top bloke. I love Colin, mate. He's coming. Like, you got to understand, when Hamish React, the, fo- uh, the former Crusader CEO, passed the baton on, mate, Hamish was just cruising. He had a cruisy time. Colin mm. comes in, straight massacre down in Christchurch, had to change the full name. Uh, you know, just an event after event. Like, he just had his back against the wall every single week. I was just like, man, you've left your, your, your bank job. You've just come into a full... Oh, look, I like him. Boy's job. Mm. Yeah, I like him. I think he's I think he's a good bloke. You know, he's you know he's just so so transparent. Like, you ask him a question and he just answers mm. it, mate. That's so refreshing. Yeah. Two decades, Kempe. Two decades for the scene to be built, mate. I'm thinking maybe 2028 will potentially be. Mate, that's two. Uh, that's two players' lifetimes. That's that's like having Izzy Dag and your son playing, mate. Before your mm. your your grandson plays, probably is the next bloke who's going to play on a stadium. Yeah, yeah. Look, obviously it's that's scary. Uh, look, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that is scary. Oh, well, that, that, don't say that, Kempe. That is real scary. You've got me having shivers now. I'm shaking in my boots. You know. <laughs> Oh, what have we got coming up? We've had a good day, Kempi. Oh, fun, mate. Superb. <laughs> superb. And Louis, even though he's sick, he's listening to the show, he's given us a pass mark. So that's the main thing from our, our boy Louis Herman Watt. Um, had to throw that in there, though, didn't I, eh? Had to yeah. get him the life membership. I can't wait to see the seat they've got for him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he said, yeah, my dad's missing. Sorry. Kempi, yes, Israel. You sort of answered why so much yelling was needed yourself. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a short story. I'll tell you a short story. My mum was like your dad. Yeah, so I flew, yeah. I flew her over to England, mate. We're playing at Leeds. And I basically just said to her, mate, look, I'm, I never met anyone. I said, look, my, my mum come with you up to the box. I said, mate, you're going to have to just tell her to be quiet. So I finished the game. I could hear her, mate. I was playing. I could hear her through. You know what? That's like through an English crowd. Unbelievable. <laughs> I get into the. I get into the tent. We had this marquee after after match. My mum's owned it, mate. She's got the. She's got the table, the leaner, the beers. They got the whole crowd going, singing songs, and they they looked at. I walked into the middle of it and gave her a kiss, and the and they were the sponsors. They went, "Is this your mother?" <laughs> I went, "Yeah." You obviously met her, you boys, and it yeah. was just, mate. You, that's that. The supporters, the worst ones, mate. Are your parents. 
Ah, beautiful. You're right on the money, Kimpy. You are right on the money. My mum, oh, she was so loud. And every time I had a horrible game, I'd come in, she'd go, well done, son. Good game. I'm like, hey, mum, did you even watch my dad? He'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, he was hopeless, dear. He was hopeless. Move on. Move on to the next week. Anyway, that was Colin Mansbridge. Well done, Kimpy. Great questions. We've got a few texts coming through on the uh, text machine. We'll get to those shortly. Wow. It is firing up. Anyway, we're going to get uh, catch up with Paulie Mwati for our TAB Live catch-up shortly. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.